Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, we're breaking down the latest happenings in Port Charles while trying not to sweat ourselves to death. <laughs> Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Wow. As always, folks, you know when that music plays, it can mean only one thing. That's right, it is the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Look at that, we're going to be breaking down all the latest happenings in Port Charles. I am just, I'm the lesser of two hosts for the show. <laughs> oh, thanks, Ryan. Frank Moran, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I mean, if you if you want to. As, as always, you never have to. Uh, you, you can follow me at Happy Go Jackie. <laughs> Please follow Frank. You know, he needs it. He puts pictures of food, guys. That's if true. you're really hungry, that's where you need to go. Mm. But I am Lucretia Lyon, who's apparently the better of the two hosts, according to Frank. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N, anywhere on the Internet, since there is only one. There is absolutely zero debate who's the better host right there. That is Lucretia Lyon, everybody. So, yes, follow her. You will not be disappointed. Uh, as always, uh, the one, the only, the James Light Jr., he is going to be gone for the next few weeks, but he's going to be back for his final two weeks, wrapping up on September 24th, his farewell show. Uh, I, trust me, we are both trying as desperately as we can to just hold on to him as much as possible. So we know that he's going to come popping in here and there when he can. And we also know that he's going through a, a little bit of a rough time right now. If you follow him on social media, mm-hmm. uh, passing of his, uh, his grandma yes, and uh, his dog Scrabble. So mm-hmm. our thoughts are with him, and I hope he's doing okay right now. Uh, but as always, folks, you can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and of course, give us a thumbs up while you're there. And feel free to hop into the chat. Lucretia's got her computer up and running, which means the chat is up and running. So feel free to share your thoughts about you know, Lucretia, how great she is, you know, how terrible <laughs> I am. Uh, all your thoughts about General Hospital this week, we'd love to hear about them. Oh, well, uh, Janine in the chat says, Frank, now I see why the hoodie on. And I told her it was your brand. Yeah, it's my brand, but I also did not realize what a sweat lodge the studio is today. So, uh, uh, you know, just uh, you know, just you know, the little process, little behind the scenes magic here, right Mm -hmm. here. The the AC, which usually is pumping, really, really great here in the studio, Mm -hmm. not working today. So, Lucretia and I, if you see like these beads of sweat, it is not nervousness, uh, unless we're talking about like the the man later story. It is just the, the heat in this room, kind of making us melt as we talk. Yes, or our anger at the oh. recent news. Oof. Oh. Yes. So, uh, as Lucretia mentions, why don't we just jump right in first before mm-hmm. we start breaking down the weeks uh, happening in Port Charles. The biggest news happening, that happened Thursday? Was it Thursday? Yeah, that Robert Paul- Palmer Watkins plays Dylan Quartermain, mm-hmm. let go from the show. Yes, and I just want everyone to know, I mean, with Rebecca Budding and now Robert Palmer Watkins, Please send your tweets to Frank Valentine. Be respectful, but yes. say, you know what, I don't know what this is about, but we really like these actors and we want to say on the show. And I don't see anything wrong with respectfully voicing your opinion that you like these actors on Twitter or, I mean, I think you can even find the address. If I can find it, guys, to send, you know... Them, your thoughts, we'll do that because Rock Parner Watkins was our first guest on the show. Yes. And with him into the fold and now getting storylines, especially with Kiki. We're like, wow, the return of the Quartermains. And then they just took the rug out from under us as well as him. So Absolutely. Yeah. And as Lucretia mentioned, it's it's great to be able to voice yeah. your opinions. But like she said, do it respectfully. That's the only way you're really going to get the network's attention yeah. is if you do it in a respectful fashion. So easily discard just kind of rude comments or anything made at the network. So, yeah, uh, thoughtful, constructive criticism towards the network is going to do a lot towards showing them that he is a uh, not just a, a fantastic, beloved actor, but also an important character to have on the canvas. Yes, and I don't think that this has anything to do with any other actors. I know that some people are talking about how Soap Twitter was blowing up. I mean, uh, you know, directed at Matt Cohen and some other people. They have nothing to do with that. So please keep all your comments respectful to the network about how much you love these actors. And you know what? Maybe we can get them back. That's what happened for Rebecca Hurst. Yeah, absolutely. If you get a lot of fan outcry about something and they're not happy about it, I mean, ultimately, I mean, that's what drives viewership is that you want to have the fans engaged. If they're not liking what you're doing on a particular program, 
fans are going to leave. So yeah. while you don't want to cater to every single whim that the fans have, if there's enough outcry towards a, a particular character or storyline, you can't help but make a, at least get get on the radar of the networks to be able to make a, a change midstream, as it were. <laughs> So hopefully, yeah. uh, I mean, Robert Palmer Watkins put out a nice little uh, little video right there yes. just uh, mm. thanking everybody for all the support there before he dived in the pool. Uh, but it was uh, really nice and respectful. So, you know, let's do what we can in a nice, respectful fashion to see if we can get him back on the show. Mm. Uh, yeah, because I, I mean, there's not been any talk about, like, is that if they're recasting the character or if they're just getting rid of the character. I don't, I'm assuming if I haven't, we haven't heard anything about a different actor coming in to replace, that probably means they're just getting rid of the character. Yeah, and again, as we say, when they were really making all these strides with the Quartermain family, and then his relationship with Kiki was actually, I mean, there's not even a lot of dissenters on that relationship. Everybody's happy, this is a good storyline. So I'm not really sure, you know, much like with Hayden, why, why are you doing this? So yeah, I mean, if you're not recasting these characters, what's the deal? And if you look at it right now, there is not a Quarterman character that is on as a contract player. I'm not Leslie Charleston. I don't know if she's a contract or she's just a reoccurring. I think she's just reoccurring as well. And then you got Wally Wally Kurth, who's just I don't even think reoccurring. He's just bouncing back and forth between Days and GH. So you've got this family that we've tried to at least see, as Lucutio was saying, some kind of semblance of like, all right, we're starting to build them back up again, and now we just take away your only like reliable character on the show. Yeah, and that's what's very frustrating because a lot of fans were really happy with these new quarter mains and the storylines and all this. So this doesn't really seem to resonate well with fans. That's why I say, you know, voice this opinion. Yeah, yeah. it had taken so long to be able to get Dylan and Kiki together when there was the definite chemistry there. Yes. And they dragged that out for so long. And now you finally start seeing all the good stuff about it. And you get to see Kiki going in different directions and getting different storylines than she was always kind of trapped in that repetitive cycle with Morgan. Yeah, Kiki being involved with Dylan uh, puts her with the Quartermains, which she had been initially with the character somewhat when they thought she was Franco's daughter. But, like, we got to see that come back, and it was really funny, especially with Tracy, and she sort of fits in there. And then now she's at the hospital, which she fits in well, but Dylan can fit there, too. And I don't know why they don't seem to get why he's an important character to keep around. Absolutely. There is, I mean, admittedly, he hasn't had a major front burner storyline at all, but there is a lot of potential for the character, whether it be in the quarter main side of it or there's still all the Crimson stuff, too. I mean, he was a a vital part of that. And some of the best scenes that we have with Crimson were back when uh, Maxie was there and it was Maxie Dillon and Nina working together. And that's what's so frustrating is we needed Maxie back to have more Dylan, but we didn't necessarily have to. Why can't Dylan and Nina have scenes? Nothing yeah. weird there. No, so uh, that is uh, very disappointing. And I don't know how they're going to stage his exit for the show, uh, but if it's anything like uh, uh, like they did with Hayden, it's going to be disappointing. Yes. I mean, please don't kill him off, at least with Hayden. It's disappointing, but we can have her back if, you know... <laughs> fans want it uh but with dylan it's like yeah i mean they love to kill quartermain so i wouldn't put it past them after i mean they're already firing them so Uh, if you if you kill another quartermain yeah it's like all right i think that would signify that the show does not seem to have much investment in that family anymore yeah and two it just shows not only do you not have investment in this family i mean you don't seem to have investment in fans that aren't you know into all the mob stuff and that's where it's just like y'all just keep doubling down when people are like no we're, we're happy with all this new stuff you're in the hospital you're in the quarter main house and but nope it always goes back to the mob for them because i you know and your mileage may vary mm-hmm. on all these storylines here but for me personally this whole sam jason carly sunny storyline about everybody trying to cover for the fact that sam is the one that shot sunny is a terrible story with yes. zero suspense that they're trying to make it seem more important than it is. So I don't know if you'd rather, if you enjoy that storyline, I would love to hear why you'd rather watch that than see more of the Quarterman dynamic because I would rather see more of the Quarterman stuff. I'd rather see the whole thing that was teased with Ned trying to get control of uh, ELQ from Michael. Yes, that would have been a way more interesting storyline than the Sam storyline. And I think, you know what, I'm going to create a poll on our uh, Facebook page and maybe even on the AfterBuzz Twitter account. I can send that to Becca and just see. It's like, what do you guys want? And then, hey, I'll shoot it over to Frank Valentini. Like, hey, you know what, this is what people want. This is not what you're putting out. You know, at least be honest. Yeah, it is so yeah. frustrating that poor Char- or GH will will tease great storylines, yeah, and never follow through with them. And instead, we get this uh, this thing. If I gotta 
see why there's such a huge deal about uh, we can't we can't let anybody know that Sam shot Sunny. We can't let anybody know. We've talked about it last week and the week before. What like, point does that make? Yeah, yeah. she was she was uh, infected with a virus that was warping her mind. That she was <laughs> so she was not in her own right mind when she did all this. No jury's going to convict her. I don't know why there's such a. They're trying to make this seem so so much more than it is. And just, uh, I mean, let's just jump into the storyline because yeah. it's driving me well. bonkers. You know, to, to see Jason breaking down to Sam why they shouldn't be doing this. It's like, guys, just get ahead of this. Explain why. Nobody's, everybody knows that she's she's in the hospital recuperating from this. And, and two, they knew she was ha- not herself. Like, it, it'd be different if it was like, oh, they don't know why she did it. Or no, you know, she had toxoplasmosis. She was saying things. She was going insane. Not really anything they're going to hold against her. Certainly when Jordan's the police commissioner would be like, yeah, I mean, not her fault. He didn't want to press charges, yes. whatever. I mean, you know, sorry if you had some by the book police commissioner, maybe I could see you being all worried, but you don't. No, and, and I don't know if they're trying to, to pay, make it seem something like the cover up's going to be worse than the crime. Because we see Jason now getting a, a police officer that's indebted to Sonny to go and take police evidence, take the gun that the, they found from Sam, that Sam used, you know, and then we see Sonny lying. I don't know if that's supposed to, the ramifications of this cover, of this incident are going to be worse than if they would have just came forward. I don't know if they're going that angle, but is that an angle that you even care about watching if that was the way they decided to go? Uh, yeah, I really don't care about this storyline anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. Because... Yeah, Okay, the the gun's gone. It's never really going to come back to, yeah. to Jason. I mean, nothing really does. He's very, he's very. I mean, even more so than Sonny, he's very much a Teflon person. I mean, the only time he gets himself put in jail is when he wants to do so deliberately. Yes. So, ugh. and you know, great. The biggest thing that seems to be drawing out now is that the Carly doesn't know, and so we have to watch another thing where we just got out of stuff where they kept Carly out of loop of things, and we see how she reacts. So yeah, and that's like, why would you do that? Especially Jason to Carly. It's like, I mean, Sam even wanted to come clean, and it's like, really? You're just going to keep this from her? You know how she is. And that's why this is just kind of a dumb storyline. Yeah, and it's just, I, I can't stand another scene of Carly, like, standing outside a room, like, watching, you know, Jason or Sam, or, uh, you know, Jason and Sonny talking, or, like, and just, like, having her, like, hmm, what's going on here? I need to snoop into this some more. Yes. Oh. <sighs> Ugh. So, I I really thought I was gonna I was hoping just they would just decide to break the mold. And when Carly came over to visit Sonny, and he says, you know, I got to tell you something that he was just just tell her right there. Yeah. But then let's just break the cycle that we always go through between these two because all it is now is like you forced your baby back together. She's gonna find out, and then she's gonna be mad at you. You're gonna kind of be apart again. I I feel I like with Sonny and Carly, they don't even have to write for them anymore. They just go get old scripts and just like, hey, read this. I mean, that's what it seems like. Yeah. It's pretty lazy. It's just like, yeah. how many more times do you need to be in a situation where, like, you one person keeps something from the other? We we we, we know how it ends. You, the two of you have to know how it ends. And you yet you continue to keep doing it. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, Candace Mack brings up a good point. GH is going to redo the Fab Four. Well, maybe the Fab Five with T. Burton coming back. And no offense, but that's going back to 2002 when the ratings weren't that great. And that was actually a period of time when I really wasn't watching because it wasn't very good because it was literally all the same stuff. Same thing over and over with those four characters, Sonny Carly, um, Jason, Sam, Sonny Carly, Jason, Sam. All right. So let's just play devil's advocate for a moment Mm -hmm. there. Uh, How much of an effect, how excited are you that Steve Burton is coming back? Is he going to have a huge impact on his return to the show? I am really excited about Steve Burton, I will admit, because Steve Burton just brings a different element to the show, and he works so well with everyone, and, and with him coming back, and was hoping he would have more quarter main scenes, but I don't know if they're not even going to be here. Yeah, so if he's not if he's not Jason Quartermain, then I figure then why even bring him back? Yeah. You know, that's going to be irritating, because I feel like as much as, I don't know if, how people feel about Billy Miller, I would seem like... It does kind of lean towards they, they'd rather have Steve Burton being playing Jason Quartermain, all things being equal, if they come back onto the show. Yeah, that's the thing, is I feel like Steve should be Jason, and that Billy, I mean, I like Jake Doe better. Now, I will say that the way that Billy has been playing Jason these last couple of weeks has been stellar. But it still feels like, I feel like he would be better as when he came on, when they didn't necessarily know he was Jason. Yeah. I liked that a little bit better. I felt he had better chemistry with people then, too. And... 
because if Steve Burton comes back in and he is Jason Morgan, uh, if he just comes back in and he just falls back into the familiar orbit of Sonny and Carly and Sam, then I'm going to be even more doubly disappointed. I mean, I feel like they've really set up the the Sonny and Billy Morgan, or excuse mm. me, Sammy, Sammy, Sam, mm-hmm. and uh, this version of uh, Jason Morgan to be really tight. Where I think that were Steve Burton to come back and re- be revealed to be the true Jason Morgan, it wouldn't be so easy for Sam to walk away from. Billy, Mur- Billy Miller's character. Yes, especially because of Scout more yes. than anything. And and I think that's what makes it interesting. It was just like how, you know, the two Todds had sort of tied, you know, Victor with the families as well. And so it was hard for them. I mean, certainly Taya was more in love with Victor. I mean, and then you had Blair raise Todd's son with, or Victor's son with Margaret, Sam. So it was like interesting to see a character come in and they seem to work it out. You know, there's two women. It's like, okay, you get that one, I'll take this one. Would you want Steve Burton to come back as Jason Morgan and he just falls back into that familiar kind of group of people? Or if you're going to bring him back in, have this version of Jason Morgan be different like what we hoped would happen out of uh, jake doe yes and that would be the thing is i would like him to come back but come back as we wanted jake doe to have both the quartermain and both the morgan memories and then maybe he would be with different characters and that would be this is where i will give liaison fans you know this is where i could see jason with liz jason morgan was never going to be with liz because he was always tied to the mob but if he's got the Jason Quartermain, you know, the old doctor memories, how much more interesting would that be? Like, maybe Jason decides to go work at the hospital and, and something like that if he comes back with both memories. I, you yeah. know, personally, I'd be down for that. Because I, I remember when he, when Steve Burton was playing Jason Quartermain, he was excited about the chance when they kind of got reinvented. He had the brain injury and he turned mm-hmm. him into Jason Morgan. It was just for a chance to play a completely different side of the character. I mean, he was kind of getting like, well, I'm always the goody two-shoes guy. So yeah. I understand, like, you know, and I think it, like, it showed a lot of people what Steve Burton was capable of, too. I mean, he's not, he can do the goody two-shoes, but Jason Morgan gave him a chance to tap in and show much more of his acting chops. So, but I feel like he's played that, that character for so long. Yeah. So it would be nice for him to come back again. Let's give him another challenge. Don't have him just fall back into what he's known. Let's kind of switch up the dynamic once again. Yeah, and two, I feel like that would be a better service to Steve, you know, give him more stuff to do. And then, two, really give fans what we've been asking for. It's like, let's see a little bit more of the Jason Quartermain. Let's see him be more of the Quartermains. And and it is nice that we do get a lot of mentions with Monica and stuff at the same time. But he's still that mob Jason. And that's what was one of the frustrating things that they did with when Billy Miller even got his memory back. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I am with you guys that Liz is good. Liz is happy. And I like Frizz, too. But we just... We don't know how long Roger's going to be on either. And I hate to say that, but, I mean, they seem to hate everyone that's awesome. So, <laughs> and and that would be the only thing is I like Liz and Franco. All right, well, why don't but, we jump yeah. into Liz and yeah. Franco? So, yeah. finally, uh, Roger Howarth comes back on canvas. So, he's back on the show. I, he may have been taking a vacation, maybe I'm working on other projects. But now he's back from, at least in the show, he was off in New York doing a court case, trying to do a settlement, trying to get his original art back as well, too. So, what was it like for you to be able to have him back on canvas this week? I was so happy. And Roger looked, I love his haircut. I was like, oh. he came back, but you know, yeah, he and Michael Easton both, do they have the same barber? They got these great new short haircuts and they can rock it long. I, I yeah. yeah, it's like, I was getting tired yeah. of the long Franco yeah. though. I, I like them. I, I like a more shortcut. Yeah. Franco. I think it looks better on Roger. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, we get to see him and, and Liz reunite. Yeah. I, you know, Franco's just all about like, I want to just get you in bed. I get you in bed, baby. But, uh, of course, yeah, I feel like, well, I don't know exactly what they're playing on with his, he's, he's coming back at least with something that's happened in New York that he really doesn't want to talk about so much. But he goes back to a studio and kind of starts ruining mm. his art. And so I, 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 I guess he just is not, he's, he's. I think that because Franco has made these changes with Liz and with Jake, and, and this is why I say Franco, right, his, ever since Roger started in the role, he's not really done all that horrible of stuff. He's really tried to be a better person. And I think this is just sort of us, if something were to happen to Franco and Jason were to come back, this would give people more drama because Franco is this good guy now, wanting to destroy that person, and that's him destroying the art, wanting to destroy the Robert Frank that was, you know, 
a creepy serial killer. Yeah. So I sort of see it as that, and I and that's why I feel like it is setting up for the drama when Steve comes back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess right now it's like I, I wonder like what is Franco's purpose on the show though. It's because if he's not really, I mean, I, I, we'll see what happens coming out of his conversation with Ava in terms of being able to at least like do a show and try to sell off his gallery so that he can use the or sell off his artwork so he can use the money for other things. But is he going to start creating new art? I, I don't know. I feel like it's they've never really kind of delved into him being an. It's always been a frustrated artist. Like I've lost all my ideas. Yeah. I, this version of Franco's never really kind of explored being an artist. Well, and two, it's just like with that. I mean. I worry about, because if Steve comes back and there's that drama with him and, you know, Jason over Liz, and then you have, I mean, he could be, you know, in storylines with Ava and Kiki, but at the same time, I really like what they're doing with Ava and Griffin, which is a different subject. So that is my curiosity as well, is where does Franco fit in if that's what happens? Because, uh, I mean, Candace Mack brings up, Franco is a Baldwin. I mean, and that's the thing, is he has Scotty, but... I liked when Franco worked at the hospital, so I kind of hope that they bring him back into that fold because then that would at least give him something to do. True. Yeah. You know, and it was a shame that, well, I mean, because he was not there when they did this, but when they had Serena back yeah. with uh, with Scotty, it was like, oh, yeah, you know what? You know, you, <laughs> you yeah, just what? It's his sister. Yeah, you, yeah. Should, you should meet that. It'd be nice to have uh, Franco feel like he has some other family than just Scotty. And that would be the thing is I think that they need to bring Serena back, whether Carly Schroeder's available or not. I mean, they can recast the character. Let's she makes a lot of sense, but she would have made sense with, you know, Michael or with Dylan or but we're losing half that cast as well. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, that that is the, the true shame because there's a lot of potential in that character. Yeah. She's got a lot of connections uh, on canvas right now. It'd be a lot of fun to see where she could fit in. Yeah. Uh, now, the one thing that was kind of interesting is to see how Franco kind of plays that dynamic of, like, wanting to be, you know, Liz's boyfriend. But you know what? I'm also friends with Ulbricht as well. Yeah, I really liked that scene because he didn't dismiss Ulbricht or Liz. He's like, you know, I, I get what you're saying, Liz, and she probably did do that, but she is my oldest friend. And then he, you know, and of course, when he realized she could have done something to Hayden, he did go to Liz. I mean, I know. I have friends that don't like each other, so I thought Franco handled that surprisingly well. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, yeah, I, he could understand where Ulbricht was coming from, but also says, like, yeah, yeah. Well, she, the way she went about it, not right no, at all. not cool. Not what she was shooting done. But I do like that he's not, like, just writing her off either. It's like, yeah. you know, how some people do, like, no, I'm with this person who hates you, so now all of a sudden I have to hate you now, too. Yeah, and, and that's why I liked that scene, and I like Franco's uh, friendship with Ulbricht, is, you know, they really are friends, and they're kind of outcast. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, and of course, then we have to, uh, you know, kind of end uh, towards the end of the week. We got to see a nice little sweet love scene between Franco and Liz. <laughs> yes. Well, they say, that's, to be honest, those are the times where I just hit that fast forward button. Does anybody actually sit there and actually watch it in real time? That's when I start playing on my phone. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, this is going to be a while. Like <laughs> when, they, when, when it's like, you know, the lights get dim and like the, the music starts pumping on, like yeah. this, the sensual love song that'll play while they get it on. I'm just like, all right, boom, 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 boom. I don't need to watch and this. And, too, these are, like, daytime sex scenes. Like, you know, I, I watch a lot of cable. It's like, this is nothing when, you, when you're when you like, oh, at least on cable, they're naked and it's funny. But, like, <laughs> on here, you're like, oh, God, they're going to drag this out. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Does anybody, in, in, please, if you're watching, just feel free to chime in the chat. Do you enjoy watching the love scenes or do you fast forward through them? <laughs> I don't know Here's another me. poll. We'll yeah, do a lot of polls. Poll, yeah. They <laughs> said we should do more polls. <laughs> do you watch the listings or you fast forward through them? Yeah, hit, hit that poll. Uh, so if oh, we... our melon fan is like, yes, of course, people watch the love scenes. Really? I guess we're just like, oh, no. Yeah, hmm. all right. I guess, like, you know, being dead inside, uh, yeah. it, it prevents me from feeling any sort of emotion except, like, uh, uncomfortableness during uh, yeah. watching a televised love scene. Or, like, as I say, there are some that are funny. Like, I'll watch that and laugh, but, like, <laughs> yeah. Not on here. They just, they're really, like, lovely, and I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch weird stuff. There, I feel like the only love scene that really has always, like, if you had to tell me, like, I could not really describe, like, a love scene on a soap. Yeah. Except for one, and that is when uh, Holly and Bill Eckert, uh, back when Luke was playing them, they got it on, and it was just, like, this raw, primal, like, (laughs) love, it was not a love scene, it was a sex scene, and that has always stuck with me, like, that, because it was just like, whoa, this seems way over the top for a daytime love scene. But I, that's that one's funny. that's one's burning my now head. Now I need to go look that up. Huh? Yes, yeah. I, 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 as a youth, I was like, what? 
Yeah. All right. And uh, Sawyer Olive says, nope, I checked my Twitter during love. And it was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. Check your yeah. Twitter during love. So there's a, there's a few people that watch, but um, yeah. Uh, all right. So we're talking about, we bring up Ulbrich, which then leads us right directly into the, uh, the Hayden Finn storyline right there. So Hayden's gone. She uh, she she walks out. Yeah, this what a because basically Rebecca Budden got let go right before they went on uh, when the show went on a production hiatus, and I feel like you can just see that where it's like, all right, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah you walk it. out of the room and you know what we're taking a three week break and when we come back, you know you're not going to be part of the show anymore, Rebecca. So we don't need you to come back on and we're just going to say that you've disappeared. And what a unsatisfying conclusion to that character where she's now. It's like when you know, like the real world situation, we know she's not coming back to the show. It'd be one thing if it's like she's still on the show and, you know, this is her plan as an actor, her planned vacation. And they're just writing that in the storyline like she's disappeared. And now that's the the quest for Hayden. But we know they're never going to find her. Yeah, that's the thing. And we might get a scene where Curtis comes back and says she's not coming back. And that's that's really all the resolution we're going to get. That's why it's it's just shitty. I'm just going to say it, you know. I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel like at most you'd get like a scene of like uh, we we see like an exotic uh, landscape with a a nice little like uh, deco that comes on and says like, you know, we're in, uh, you know, Bali or something like that. And then we see like Curtis opening a door to room and says. Hayden. And then we cut and we never see what happens after that scene until he comes back to Port Charles and says, oh. And I personally see them doing that just because. And it's like, oh, I hate you. Because I feel like you've got to give Curtis at least some resolution. We can't just have him, like, you, you just go and then just come back and say, oh, yeah, I found her. And we're like, really? I would like to have seen that scene where you found her. But- yeah. <laughs> like, because we'd like... And that was what's frustrating, is I wanted one last scene between the two of them. Yes. Because their friendship... That's actually how the show, like, started with the two of them. It's like, she found Curtis and gave us Donnell. <laughs> no, that was, oh, that was great. I mean, they had such a, a great friendship. And I feel like... Uh, there were times where it just there was long gaps between the times that they kind of intermingle, which was a disappointment. But any time they got together, it was always really fun to watch because I feel like they both knew where each other were coming from, and it was just great. Yeah, and it was a good friendship. Yes. and it's always great to have these male fr- female friendships on the show. But I feel like that's what they're just going around destroying. <laughs> oh, yeah. So other than Franco and Albrecht, at least they kept that one intact. No, that's true for right now. We'll see what happens. Uh, so she's she's gone. You know, one, you know, for whatever reason, they decided to say goodbye to Rebecca Budding. It's it's a disappointing way to say goodbye to that character. Yeah. I, I rather would have had her pull like a, um, uh, whatever, uh, Heather's child, Stephen Lars. Mm. Yeah. Pull a Stephen Lars where he confesses to a crime and he goes off to prison. At least, like, then we know he's in prison and we, we just kind of wrap that up. And we can revisit that character if we ever decided to at some point. Well, and two, Hayden's still pregnant with Finn's kid. Yep. So, like, that's the thing is the character can come back, but it's just, I mean, I feel if I were Rebecca Budding, unless fans were just clamoring, I wouldn't want to come back because of the way that they dismissed the character. Did it seem yeah. to you that the way that, like, that last conversation with her mm-hmm. in Hayden's office, and then she kind of, you know, she, you know, they have their little argument and she leaves. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, to have that be like the ending for it, yeah, it was like that was like a weak thing for her to like. All of a sudden, I'm just this. I've disappeared now. Yeah, that didn't make any sense either. That's why I'm like, I thought if they could have said that Jared, you know, her ex husband or whatever tried to kill her and she ran off, something like that would have yeah. made sense. But like this, no. It's so we get to see the scenes of the Quartermain Mansion while everybody's waiting for wedding day. You know, Hayden's supposedly gone to get her hair done. You know, uh, Liz can't go because they only could fit in one, so she says she let Hayden do, go and do that. Yeah. And everybody's waiting. And the news starts bubbling out uh, with uh, <laughs> with Obrecht doing her uh, different voices as she kind of starts uh, reporting in about uh, suspicious activity. Oh, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Ulbrich. So we get her have her do that, and then we cut to the Quartermain Mansion where all of a sudden Monica and, and Michael are like, well, what's going on? There's something happened, but the money was taken out and then returned. And, you know, then they, they want to, we never actually really see them ever talk to Finn, even though they really want to talk to him. Yeah. We never see that conversation. And that was the thing is like, so we hear Finn talking to Curtis about Monica not pressing charges or anything like that, but we didn't get to see that because it's like, that would have been at least a more interesting scene than a lot of the, the Sam ones. <laughs> yeah. Cause you made it seem like such a big thing that, uh, Monica and Michael found out about this. And they desperately wanted to talk to Finn. Finn, we need to talk to you. We need to talk to you. Let me just talk to Hayden for a moment, and then I can answer all your questions. 
and we never we never get to yeah. see the scene of him answering any questions whatsoever. Yep. So you know, I guess as they say, it's still embezzlement, even if you take even if you put the money back. It yes, is still yeah, it's still technically a crime, but people do. I mean, like with anything, people have the you can press charges or not. So yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I feel like if you had the full explanation, I feel like they would not let Hayden work at, at General Hospital anymore. But I don't think they'd press charges. I don't think. Yeah. But uh, who knows? Regardless, though, she, Hayden has fled the country with the child. And it, that also seems so weird to me, too, knowing that there was no, like, like secret message or, you know, something hidden for, for Finn, Finn yeah. to say, you know, I know I have your child. With yeah. Me. I, to at least justify this for her, just to completely just disappear. Just like, what? Yeah, it, it it was just bad. I mean, and too, it was very obvious that they just wanted her out for whatever reason. I mean, didn't even bother to come up with a really good story. And yeah, I just don't know what's going on over at GH. Yeah, and this yeah. Uh, Jared guy. Are you, the yeah. One, the, the one thing, did it buy you? Because I feel like, I guess they do this with uh, soap operas for a long time, is to, to manufacture drama for at least one episode. Mm. They will have uh, where, like, for example, what I'm going to talk about specifically is Finn asking Curtis to find Hayden. Yeah. And Curtis will come up with a million reasons why he's not going to until the very end of the episode where he just switches. Because, you know what? You changed my mind. I'm going to go do it. I feel like they yeah. soaps oh. do that so many times where they just have somebody just say no for the longest time just so they can milk that out. Yeah. And that was the thing is, like, we could have had so much more rather than just that. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it, it's – I, I – if what comes out of this is at least that uh, Curtis and Finn have a tighter connection, I'm good with that. You know, it's th- at least get a little something out of this. You know, Hayden's vacuum in the show to have the two of those guys have a connection is great. But, you know, to spend a- a- one episode this week where it's just Hayden or Finn constantly saying, Curtis, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to respect your wishes, man. You got to respect. You might not like it. No. But you got to respect. Like, what? Come on, Curtis. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Because what frustrates me about that is when somebody says that, you know if that they were in that same position, they would they not. They would do the same thing. Yes. If, if it were Jordan, and that was the thing, is I really hated that they didn't even have that dialogue of Finn going, if it were Jordan, wouldn't you? And he'd be like, yeah, you know. Yes. That would have been, but that's because that would have been two-second conversation. As her friend, he's thinking, yeah, like, you know, if that's what she wanted, we, we want to let her have, make her own choices. But when you put it in those terms, anybody's going to be like, well, yeah, you know. Yeah. But that's that would have been one scene, and they could have done more. But mm-hmm. the, the, I feel like the show you have many more things that you can explore between characters than just wasting a bunch of scenes about why some character is not going to do something until the very last act of an episode, where they're like, you know what, you talked me into it. <laughs> Great, yes. thanks. All right, very cool. So I guess we'll see Curtis, you know, exploring, mm. going off to find Hayden, which we never will do. Uh, mm. But at least we find out. What I like, though, is that Liz was smart on the attack, figured out, like, yep. right, that if Obrick's here, she's only here for one reason. That's because she has something to do with it. Yeah, and that's what I liked. Is And that's what's so frustrating about Hayden being gone as well, is she has been great for Elizabeth, just like Franco has been great for Elizabeth, is getting her out of Jason's orbit and into these things where Liz gets to be smart. She's like, I know something's up. And then Franco's like, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, Obrick... Jeez Louise, you know, play it cool. She cannot play yeah. cool. She's got to just come to the hospital just to walk around in the hopes of seeing Hayden just, like, carted out by the police. <laughs> it's like, oh, Albrecht, she's, <laughs> she's a sick lady. But we love her, right? Oh, yeah. So we find out that Hayden, fi- uh, fi- at least I like that Finn figures it out as well, too, that we didn't drag that out forever. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, basically the only thing we really have now is just more of a, uh, a Finn-Obrecht kind of dynamic, which I don't know what they're going to do with Obrecht because – now that she's no longer involved in the hospital, she's just uh, this person wandering around in the, the general populace of Port Charles. What do we do? Yeah, and there was rumors that Kathleen Gaddy was leaving because she is now uh, back on Arrow for this season. And they, she has insisted that she's still on the show, but that's the thing is where does Ulbrich fit in after all this? And because if we're going to give Nathan a better storyline than Manlanders, then Albrecht has something. But and that's and two, I felt like her lines to Finn are about like wanting to stay in Fort Charles with her son and all this, you know, did make sense and sort of seemed like it was the character was staying. But at the same time, what are they going to do with her unless she goes back from the hospital somehow? Yeah, you know, and still the fact I've never bought any of the reasons for. Uh, Obrecht hating Finn, and then even when Finn lets her out of jail for a crime that she was trying to pin on him, 
she still, rather than be like, well, at least I'm not going to jail for this. No. And I should learn the error of my ways. Nope. nope. I'm going to go on this major vendetta. And then I have, you know, zero apologies about that as well. I'm like, all right. So, you know, you've made this character pretty unlikable. Yeah. I mean, the only kind of saving grace of it is, like, her relationship with Nathan. But you don't even get to see that very much. Yeah, and that's what's frustrating is I like her with Franco and her with Nathan. And then, you know, the combativeness between her and Finn was interesting. But then it just went a little too far. And you're like, um, so how do we get... I mean, I really wouldn't mind seeing Finn get a little down and dirty and uh, getting Ulbrich back a little bit. But, you know, that that might be something. Yeah, I mean, it escalated. I mean, because not everybody at uh, General Hospital has to love each other. They can be cranky and cantankerous towards you. That's great because you want that friction. And for a show, you want to generate some drama. But for it to escalate to the point where we're trying to, you know, you know, convict people for crimes they didn't commit, we're trying to frame them for, you know, still being on drugs or altering urine samples, it's like, why, yeah. why can't why? we just, you know, still butt heads, but it doesn't need to be taken to such an extreme that we're trying to get rid of somebody off the canvas? Like, let's, you know, I, I, want, I want people to be button heads constantly. Not just, you know, like, escalate it right out of the roof and then where do we go? Yeah, because that's the thing, is that was pretty dark. But at the same time, she didn't really kill anyone, so I'm like, she could easily be redeemed there. I'm like, okay, she made her leave by exposing a, something she really did. While Sinister, it's redeemable, but it's just, where are you going to go with there? And Michael B. has a good suggestion. They should make Nathan the new Cassidine Prince and have him go head-to-head with Valentine, and that might bring Ulbricht into that fold. Yeah, anything better than manly to do something with that. All right, so uh, why not waste any amount of time? Let's just jump into this stupid, (laughs) stupid Manlander story. I can't stand it. And he made Spinelli grow a beard. I mean, it is Portland. He didn't think about growing a beard before that. I mean, they kept like adding a lot of just dumb stuff with this character, and I'm like. That we have to Ooh. worry about now, like, now this is what we're giving back to Felicia. Yeah. The worry that Anna... Now Spinelli is ruined by it, too. Oh, yeah, that everybody here in Port Charles is going to w- learn about Mac and Felicia. Who really cares? Well, you know, and so they'd be like, what's the big deal if Anna finds out? She, even if she's a friend, she might make fun of it, and then it just passed. And then maybe that's something that gets brought up, like, you know, late nights drinking, you're playing poker or something, and that's just like a funny little bit between friends. Like, yeah. what is the huge drama? It was just like, come on. Why are we making this? This is what you're giving Mac and Felicia? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, that's the thing. Is And now they've drugged Spinelli and Maxie, and this is bringing Maxie back in. I mean, I get some of it, and same thing with it made the Amy character a little bit better to have her have something that she wasn't a gossipy little... You know, know it all, and but it's just, it's literally one of the dumbest things uh, they've ever put on there. This is worse than Pickle Lila. Oh, gosh. That yeah. was, that was uh, pretty bad. That drove me crazy for the longest time. Because I think intermingled with that is when we find out that AJ had those panic attacks. Yes. Oh, oh. man. That's what you're doing to that character. Oh, having a panic attack. Mm. <laughs> Two terrible moments right yes. there for that show. This, you know, I, I will be honest, I, I have not missed Amy. So having her yeah. back on the show, maybe because I dislike this storyline so much that I knew her coming back on means I'm getting more of the stupid of that. story. Yeah, and that's what I say is like it's a shame because that character has never been given any good material. This was at least something you know logical, but at the same time, just so stupid. Yeah, and and so and poor Ryan Pavey, he has to sell this crap. And I mean, he was on Battle of Network Stars. I mean, that, oh, was he? That, yes, oh, I on, miss that as on I was Friday. Saying. Yeah, I recorded it. It's pretty funny. Oh, how did he oh, do? Um, his team was not very good. He tried really hard. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did he? Was he in the first tra- uh, event where they run around the track? Did he do the track running? Oh, um, yes, he did, he did the track run. Because right, I feel like he, yeah. he could kick butt on that. Did he swim? Yeah. Um. Yes, I think he swam, because I'm trying to think of, like, I watched part of it. I haven't finished it yet, because my mom was like, he's on. (laughs) Oh, good old Ryan Pavey. He's he's built for for a show like that. But I always feel like they never put those guys in the obstacle course, which you want to see them competing at the end. They always put, like, the the schlubby guys. They put, like, the two older schlubby guys, usually, the ones that end up going head-to-head in the obstacle course. You're like, no, okay, great. Uh, (laughs) So... This, uh, to have a scene between Amy and Nathan right there oh. in, uh, oh, yeah, just. And Felicia seeing it. And it's like, really, what do you think is going on here? Yeah. Like, oh, uh, we were just talking about, uh, a birthday present for Maxie. Her birthday's not until October. That's not a huge stretch. It yeah, is to August. me, that was like, that was like a month away. And depending on what it was, that seemed reasonable. That's why <laughs> yes. I thought it was like, mm, Felicia. 
Yeah. Ugh. And isn't she? Um, yeah. Uh, Kelly from PI says Ryan did do the obstacle course too. Oh, he so, did. Yeah, oh, that's funny. nice. I'm like, yeah, we have to watch that whole thing. All right. So, uh, you know, to have when Amy starts teasing at the beginning of uh, when they start meeting at Kelly's. Or, uh, are you saying, is there something else you want me to do as Man Landers? I was begging, please, let this be no. But he's going to get sucked back into this in some shape or form. Which, <laughs> just let it end. Just let it end. I, this is, this is what you're going to give to this character? Not, you would rather pursue this stupid Man Lander story. When, as we talked countless times on the show, that he has the whole mystery of who his dad is. That that is just still just sitting there. Never addressed, which could be a potential that story. And yet you consistently choose to do the terrible things with Nathan's character. You give him this dumb storyline. Oh, or him and Maxie, like, they just can't quite get it together. Yeah. Oh. And it's like, why couldn't we have explored who his father is since we still don't know? Yes. That would have been perfectly reasonable. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's frustrating because when you hear, like, Spinelli and Maxie talking in Portland, mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know, why doesn't he just move out here? And which is an absolutely very logical thing to make. And I think in the real world, more than likely, if this is in the real world, Nathan would move to Portland and be with yeah, Maxie. Exactly. And that's sort of the thing is who, why wouldn't he? I mean, he really doesn't have that big a tie to Port Charles. I mean, because Ulbrich now lost her job. I mean, that would have made perfect sense. Oh, okay, Mom, why don't we just move to Portland? Yeah. That would have been a logical story. And for, like, as Maxie says, like, well, he doesn't want to leave Nina behind with Valentine. It... Even she doesn't buy that as a real excuse, and we don't buy it as a real excuse, but we know it's a TV show, and there has to be some reason to keep him in Port Charles. So that makes it frustrating. Just yeah. get her back to Port Charles already. I don't know how soon that we're going to get Kirsten Storms back on the canvas on a regular basis, but it can't happen soon enough. And please just reveal, or at least Maxie's scheme now, to just find out the identity just for herself. That way she can kind of use Van Landers for her own good is fine. I mean, maybe if... Maxie at least finds out that he's Manlanders. Then we're gonna have to have deal with days and days of like, you never told me this. Why were you lying? Why didn't you tell me this? You're, mm-hmm. I'm your wife. You couldn't trust me with this. So we're gonna have episodes dealing with that. I already <laughs> see those scenes, and I'm already disliking them just in my head. Now to have to watch them on my screen is gonna make me even feel worse. Yeah, because we're finally gonna get Maxie back, and it seems like they're already gonna have problems that it's done. Yeah, and we get to see Felicia watching from inside Kelly's as Amy and Nathan hug. And she's sitting there, much like her Carly, like a Carly face, kind of like watching through a window, like, hmm, something's fishy here. So, oh, great. Uh, you know, it, I feel like everybody's going to start jumping to conclusions that Amy and Nathan are having an affair. And then it's like, no, 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 we're not having an affair. I'm just Man Landers. You're Man Landers? Why didn't you ever tell me this? Blah, 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 blah. Can't. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't. Actually, I, I can wait. I can wait. You can. <laughs> no, no. Actually, I don't want to wait. Just make this happen right now, because the longer this takes out, the more irritated I'm going to be by the storyline. Yeah. But let's, uh, as you mentioned, uh, spin Ellie with the beard. I like yeah. them with the beard. Yeah, I thought he looked cute. And it was very, like his whole little outfit was very Portland. So I at least yeah. like that they're trying to make it seem <laughs> like they're really there. Well, the Portland stuff has actually been decent. Yeah. I, I did like, though, that Spinelli, uh, when Maxie says, you know, I want you to find out something for me. And he's like, oh, okay. He pulls out his laptop. And I, I like the idea that Spinelli, with just a few keystrokes, could find out immediately who Manlander yeah. is. That I was like, sitting here like, yep, but there you go. There's the identity for that. But then doesn't want to because, oh, I don't mean to draw a beard. That's why I want to do it. Because do, do you honestly think that Spinelli, as a character, is reading Manlander's? No, and, and that's sort of the thing, is they've made this story unbelievable, which is why it's dumb. Is it unbelievable that Amy would have a blog that's an advice column? No, that part's not unbelievable. But it's who you drug into this crap. I get wanting to make Nathan your face, because let's face it, we'd all put Ryan Pavey's face on our face. Like, we want him to be the face of everything, because it's so pretty. But the thing is, is... To have everyone really reading this blog is what's stupid. It's like Max Spinelli, intelligent people really going, looking on the internet for in a blog, especially like people like Max age, that's not where they go for advice. And, and that's sort of what makes it so unbelievable. Or somebody like Spinelli, he would be like an internet guy, but I don't see him going to like a big, you know, it's like going to the Zagat guide, you know, for something. And Spinelli is more like, I'm going to go to the dark web. 
and yeah. and that's what it seems like that doesn't make any sense for their characters and that's why it's dumb and you cannot tell me because i know the big thing is that uh that amy took that picture of nathan to make him the face of man landers so for a little while his face was on that blog as the face of man landers and then uh he asks her to take it down you cannot tell me that any fan of that blog that was reading at that time when his face was on there did not take a screen capture yeah. of it at all. So, like, to make this up, like, nobody knows the identity of Man Landers, there are many, 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 many people that read that blog while his face was still on there that can I easily tell you who he is. Like, this is a photo of him. This is the guy. We used to read it before it got taken off. Yeah, and two, the fact that it got taken off, does anyone not know how the internet works? Yes. I mean, I've deleted tweets, and they're still there. I mean, you know, if you clear out your thing for all these drunk hockey rants, you can still find them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the fact that this is made being such a big mystery is unrealistic. Yeah. Somebody would be able to share his photo and say, ah, nope, this nope, is really bad letters. Yep. And, and in this age of internet trolling right now, somebody, if you read enough, like, oh, who's this mysterious person? Like, and somebody's going to go in the comments, oh, I know who he is. Just go to this link and you'll see it. Like, somebody would reveal that person's identity. It would not be a mystery. So, the, especially for somebody like Spinelli, I could find out who Man Landers was in two seconds, and I'm not Spinelli. I mean, it's like, yep, you can go on here and find these old photos. Really, really simple. Yeah, mm -hmm. but also, would you care enough to want to do that? Do you? Do, mm -hmm. Would you care enough to like I care enough about this Man Landers guy <laughs> that I, I got to find out what his face is? Oh, Whoa. everybody is loving us because uh, no one is loving the storyline. McRee said, "Frank, the writers were hoping we wouldn't notice that you blew the tissue paper off their plot hole." Oh, oh. so sorry, guys. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. So this. Please, General Hospital, just hit the fast-forward button on this story. Just get this over with. Okay, mm. let's just go move on to something else. Uh, the other storyline that happened this week, too, is that finally Anna, uh, Anna's back. She yes. you know, went back to go yeah. with Robin and the baby to go visit. We find the, uh, yeah, the, the name of the new uh, the new Scorpio Drake member of the family, uh, Noah, Noah Robert. Yeah, I liked that. I did love Mac being like, oh, I was open for Mac. Yes. <laughs> like, it, too, it's like, I get, I mean, Noah's so awesome and all and he is a grandpa too but wh why couldn't it have been noah mac mm -hmm. you know uh, that's true it's like you know why why isn't emma uh yeah. like why isn't her middle name mac because i feel like yeah mac could be a girl's name like yeah. mackenzie yeah absolutely yeah. i feel like you know, mac is a, and is a, and a crucial part of robin's life yeah and that's sort of what's odd is like i would have hoped they named emma emma mackenzie or something like that in front yes. of mac but yeah if you're gonna like throw out a little name like that Noah Robert, as much as I love these characters, Mac has had more influence on Robin's life as well, and Patrick's. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would have loved to at least, you know, Mac is right to feel a little kind of like bummed out about yeah. that. Yeah. So I feel like the least thing you need to give the uh, the Scorpio Drakes one more child to be able to name, <laughs> name them Mac. Mac. Yes, Mac. Mac better. Yeah, because Mac needs some love in there. Yeah. Or maybe Maxie could name her kid after Mac. You know, yeah. She has another Somebody kid. Somebody needs cute. to. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, we're not. Nobody's getting named Frisco. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that name's not getting yeah. uh, So of course Anna's back, and now it's like, well, at least Mac had something else to do, which was like, you know, I guess what I've been. In addition to getting my freak on in the park, I've also been doing what I should be uh, written doing more of, which is just doing uh, private investigative work. And so I've been following Valentine. Yeah, and that's what's interesting is at least we have Felicia doing something, and it was cool that Mac and her are both working on this, and those were actually great Mac and Felicia scenes with the family and talking yeah. about the baby. And little Emma, so glad to see her Oh, again. so, so yeah. nice. Yeah, all right, so and maybe it's just because we know the entire universe of what's happening right now in Port Charles. <clears throat> but to have uh, when, when Anna realizes, like, oh, my gosh, he went over to this Julian Jerome's address, uh, also where Ava lives, wonder why he was there. And Max says, I, you know, I can't say for sure that's who he went to go meet one of the two of them. I can't say that for sure. Hmm. But it's a reasonable assumption to make. Yeah, and that's what I liked is that was like, and then Anna's like, oh, well, maybe I should just ask. <laughs> but then it's also like, I, I feel like, does it seem like as much of a stretch to figure out, well, there is a wrongful suit about Nicholas's death. Wait a minute. Ava was there on the island the last time. But, you know, that, that yeah. is a reasonable connection that he's probably going to talk to Ava about that. At least that's in my head, but then also I feel like you know, that's assuming that they also have all that information as well. And that's the thing is I, I don't think – I think that they know that Ava was there and they know that she saw and they know that that's part of the civil suit. But Anna 
is not really looking at the biggest picture maybe right now, I guess. And that's the thing is that would be the logical assumption because we all keep up with it pretty well. But I do see why she's like, you know, maybe he's going to see Julian and trying to do something nefarious because she kind of knows him a little bit. And, and I do get that thought, but at the same time, you know, when you realize it's Ava and what he was doing, it doesn't really, you know, it's like, yep, that was it. So yeah. I guess that's just bringing more drama. Yeah, it's... Hmm. But I also don't know why we're just going back into that orbit of Anna being obsessed about Valentine again. Because it seemed like that we kind of reached a resolution with everything that with Alex and, you know, the virus storyline. I felt like it kind of reached ahead. But we, and I thought like, or at least we kind of, you know, that got through and we're like, all right, you know, you weren't terribly bad. You weren't terribly good. Uh, why don't we just let bygones be bygones and we just go live our lives? But she's still obsessed with them and I don't understand why. Oh, um, he's, he's hot now. And I, and I think that, that that really is it, is, like, that's what I hate, is, like, we really want Anna and Andre, but I do get the chemistry between, you know, Valentine and Anna. So maybe they, you know, before he gets back with Nina, they just need to bang one out and get over their thing. Mm, <laughs> like, and that's my thing, because she just seems obsessed with him. Do you feel yeah. like, or what do you, wise are, put on your writer's cap right now. Mm -hmm. Would you write that in where they just kind of, you know, these pent-up frustrations, they end up having sex, and then it makes it awkward trying to reunite both with Andre and with Nina? Um, that just seems like something general hospital writers would write. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, because I feel like about like the Nina Valentine scenes, uh, like much like I felt like about like the early, and certainly it, it, it is not a stronger connection uh, being that Valentine and Nina were married at one point, but like with the Dylan and Kiki stuff where you just kept on manufacturing drama about why they couldn't be together. And it's just like, I understand Nina has been hurt before and stuff, yeah. but it's just like, you know, if Valentine had a, it's like, you know, I promise, you know, I'm not a great guy. And I'm sure I'm not going to do great things in my life, but I can promise you that I won't do it to you or Charlotte. It's like, what more What more do you want from him? And that's know? sort of the thing. Is like, I almost feel like they were intentionally dragging out him and Nina reuniting so that he and Anna could have that romp in the hay. So she does seem to be obsessed with him. I mean, and, that, and, that, and Nina's pointed that out. And I wouldn't want to see it happen after they've gotten back together. Yeah. But as I say, I feel like it'll be just like a one-time thing. Uh, uh, just... You know, and oh uh, our Melvin fan says Valentine doesn't deserve to dip in Anna's cookie jar. Oh, is it James calling in? Holy, could we have a phone call on the line? Hey, Alexis, Torres, is that I correct? I told him we're sweating our asses off here. I uh, <laughs> I hear and see that you guys are having some technical difficulties in the studio. Oh, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> it's all this hot talk happening in here, James Lott Jr. I have to say, I agree with everything you guys have said today. Except for one thing. Uh-oh, lay it on me. Oh, do you love Man Landers, James? <laughs> oh, you, know, you know, you know, I, I mean, I've had, a, I've had a rough week, as you guys know, oh, yes. and Man Landers didn't even help me at all. I'll get through it. No. No, um, no I like Noah Patrick. I like that name. I do, so I like it. Or well, Noah Robert. I like that name. Yeah, but don't you think yeah, Mac I like should get, too, like, I mean, but... it, certainly, not a bad yeah. name, but I feel like that Mac doesn't get, like, any acknowledgement in either child's name so far has been kind of disappointing, don't you think? Oh, well, poor no. Max. Life will go on. No. How dare you? So, How dare you? I, mean, Mac I know. <laughs> That's for you, Frank. That's for you. Well, let's try. I mean, Max's um, getting nothing right now. Yes. Uh, but, no, I'm so glad I'm not there. It's so hot. Um, yeah. But I just, want, I, just want to, I just want to say to the fans up there and you guys, because um, you guys are asking how I was doing, it has been a extremely rough week for me and my family. And, uh, and I want to thank everybody for all of the – Tweets and private messages and uh, and and other things just coming coming back to me. I really feel it. Uh, I am completely heartbroken because of my dog and my grandmother. And it's not, and I have a long way to go. Um, but once again, the soap fans really do come together, and I just want to say thank you for that. You guys are just so wonderful, and my two co-hosts are wonderful too, and everybody's been great. So. I want to make sure I said thank you oh my goodness. this week. Is that on tape? Because he's never said that to me ever. So I want to make sure that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that, is, that is on somewhere I can play back again and again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Frank, you yeah. are great. That's what no. James just said. No, yeah. look at that. Yep. Look at that. I'll, I'll, I'll carry that forever. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I know, James. It's not, It's I, my heart, and I know all of, everybody's heart goes out to you for this. It is not one uh, one loss is, is bad enough, but two, two. is, is oof, that can be soul-crushing. So I'm glad it's very that. unbearable. It's very unbearable, and I, it's been really rough. But you guys already laughed today. Watching your show made me laugh today. <laughs> and I know many people who, out, who are out there 
watch this right now, you got we are, you guys are a kind of respite from our real lives every Sunday. And that's not now I get it. Oh. Like, now I, I totally get it. Um, personally, I get it. And it was like you guys made me laugh today. It was fun and Again, I agree with almost just like everything you said on this show today. I agree with completely, completely, completely. Look at that! You know, well, you I know. do. And the thing is, and I see the, I see the chat. I'm looking at the chat right now. Thank you. I love you guys too. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, you know, and what Lucretia said about being respectful. Mm-hmm. Yes, Robert Palmer Watkins is a friend of our show. He's been on our show several. He's our first show, several shows. Um, actually, I've been in contact with him this week, mm. and. If you guys didn't see, there's a tweet out right now. It's something called We Want um, RPW back on GH or something. I tweeted it out. He wants everyone to tweet to, to Frank Valentini and them to get him back on the show. Yes. Let's do it. Right. Yeah, everybody he's, do it. He's, he's behind it. I mean, he's like, please. And Rebecca Buddick, too. We, they want them on the show. But Robert Pye Watkins wants to stay on the show. He wants to stay on the show. He wants to be on the show. He loves doing the show. And we love um, him on the so, show. Like people should should stand behind him and be respectful, folks. Be respectful to GH. It's better to get what's, what's that saying? Better to get flies with honey, yep. honey, and not vinegar or some shit like that. Oops, I think one guy just cut <laughs> yes, already. we did it. We got it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my, oh my god! I just cussed already on TV. Lay in there. Um, and so anyway, so I just, I swear, I, I swear that's something. Like you said, it works for for Rebecca Herbst. It could work again. You never know. Ah, uh, that's it. Also worked. It also worked years ago for Deidre Hall when they killed mm-hmm. off Marlena on Days, and, and they made yeah. it her twin sister instead. Do phone calls. And so just yeah, just please, just be uh, be careful and do that. And folks, just so you um, know as well too that if you keep tweeting uh, the GH report and James Lott Jr., you may be able to make sure that he does not leave the show <laughs> yeah. as well either. Just saying that that is something. Well, I mean. I, the true reason I'm leaving is because of Frank. I mean, that's the true reason. I, mean, <laughs> I knew I, it. I, mean, I can't think of Frank's on the show. I knew it. I mean, I that's, the, that's the reason. Oh, I would leave to keep you, know, you on the show, James. That's how much crackers. I love the show. Cheese <laughs> and crackers. Um, but I, I know you guys, because you guys are about to end soon, and the last storyline that you haven't mentioned yet, which I'm kind of excited about, that everybody's been wanting to see come back, is Parker and Christina. Yes. And Alexis, get in there. Yeah. Uh, she had her 10 cents. I loved it. Oh, I, I, I loved it. Alexis. Like, it was funny. And, and I did, I felt like Christina was more mature when she was talking to Parker. And I think that, you know, they might have a real shot with the way that they behaved on in their picnic. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I agree with you. Yeah. It's, uh, but, yeah, but again, the frustrating thing, too, is the way that GH works. It could be weeks before we even see the storyline revisited. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is um, because uh, well, Christina's last name is is Davis, but she is a Corinthos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she is. So like, let's yeah, show her is. more. I mean, that that's usually how you get on the show. Yeah. Yeah, but I did like the scene between yeah. her and Alexis, uh, Christina and Alexis, mm-hmm. about just like Alexis saying like, "You want me to be honest about everything? You know, it goes both ways." No. Yeah. So it's like you know, if you knew yes, that. I yes, I agree with that too. I love that. I love she said that, and I agree with Lucretia. I think Christina's a little more mature this time. Yeah. With this, and then the last time, and because it wasn't her fault. I mean, the girl, homegirls come to the show. I was like, it's not her fault. She's coming back to Port Charles and being a professor. Yeah. Um, she's trying to deal with it maturely in a way. It's like that's not her problem, and it's like, but there is chemistry between them. So it's like, you know, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I see it. And Ashley Jones is a great actress. But I like her and Alexis going head to head all the time because they're like the same age. Yes. I just love yes. it. Kind of like they're just both kind of. Going back and forth, I love it. That that there was that if they decided to pursue this and have Parker and Christina get together, they're they're never going to have a good family dinner ever. No. Ever. Well, that would be fun yeah, to yeah, watch, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. It'll be, it'll be it'll be very interesting if they do that, or if they don't put them together. And uh, who knows? I mean, well, who knows what's going to happen? I'll be right with GH. You never know what's going to happen. But yes, I I, I was kind of happy to see that. It was actually it was some good scenes this week with the three of them 
and very mature scenes. I thought that was very, that was very good. Which I did like. Uh, one thing is, as we're getting close to wrap up, I'll ask you about the other storyline, the two of you, since I've got you on the phone, James Lott Jr. I'm not letting you go that easily. Mm. The Ava okay. and Griffin yeah. scenes. Oh, God. I mean, I, I, okay, I admit, I, I watched Ava's, like, fantasy love scenes, like, and I was all like, <laughs> yes, well, as much as I love Frizz, I don't really enjoy watching that. Ava and Griffin, I was like, mm. <laughs> I thought of Lucretia the whole time. I thought this is Lucretia's scene. These are two characters she liked coming together. It was kind of hot. Yeah, and, and I, well, like, and I yeah. love what a what a pansy Griffin was. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh my god! But it all, but, it, but it's funny. Here's, here's the thing: it all makes sense, though. That's what's so great. Yes. They played they played their characters so well that all their moves in this story, it makes sense. It completely makes sense. And that's the thing yeah. is, like, a lot of people are like, why would Griffin be interested in Ava? It's like, Ava and Claudette are pretty close. I mean, like, he likes him a crazy, you know, bad blonde girl. Yeah. And that's why I was like, this makes total sense. And then the way that they're going about it is really sweet and rom com And then, yeah, the lavender oil. And then, you know... But the scene, yeah, but the moment where uh, Ava's like, well, you know, are you saying you never tempted? And then they cut over to the Griffin. He's like, who says I've never been tempted? I'm like, and then they just cut back to Ava's face. Like, yeah. Really? That face? You're being tempted by that face currently? Right now in its current state? Come on. Yeah. I don't buy that. I one. liked Ava. <laughs> when she was like, hmm. But I, I agree with Sarah C. in the chat room. I like that they're doing a slow build with Ava yes. and Griffin. They're testing it out. We're seeing stuff happen. And they're they're kind of friendly, and he does have a savior, a little bit of a savior complex. He's a doctor, and he's a priest, so of course, of course, There's a little bit of that in there. Oh. So okay, and, and he likes younger men. And I liked how like Elizabeth even made a statement about that, you know. And I like that Elizabeth and Griffin are friends, and I like that he's sort of replaced Patrick in that way with her. Yeah. And that's why I don't want them to get together. Is because and she goes, Same you know, here. if anyone could save her, it's you. And, and I thought that yeah. was very nice. Elizabeth, you know, didn't judge Ava or Griffin in that. Yeah. Nope. And I, I side note, I just have to say, I loved Kiki and Franco scenes this week. I loved yeah. when it got Yeah, their together. relationship like, is really cute. They're so good together. It was just, it's, such, it's such a fatherly, daughterly, friend thing they have going. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love I, yeah, it. And I talked, so. I touched on this last week a little bit too, but I just felt like some of the scenes the way they played out this week is with Ava and going to the booze. We see her, she drinks too much. Yeah. She has this hallucination. It's like, again, an easy way you've seen all this to lead her into, if you, if you had chosen to do an alcoholism story, to have it be Ava, as opposed to forcing it onto Alexis. Yeah. And that was the thing is right. I felt like this would have been a better time to go that route with a story. I mean, and Nancy Lee Grand killed that, those scenes as Alexis, but at the same time, it right. really didn't serve a lot of purpose to drive a story as opposed to it would with Ava right now. Yeah. But, well, uh, yeah. Well, I, you, got, you got your man shirtless. That's all I know. I thought <laughs> yes. he was shirtless this week. All right. So, shirtless. over under, what do you think, uh, over under November, that uh, Ava goes in, buckles and goes for reconstructive surgery? I'm thinking that oh, maybe sweeps. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to have reconstructive surgery. She's going to have it. By November, you think, or is it going to be even longer? I think it'll be by November. I think it's going to be sooner. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Because I did like the line where she's like, hey, if you find an idea, bring it to me and we'll explore it together. I was like, all right, that makes a nice sense for the reason for the two of them to kind of sticking around together. But I I, I just think I'm just, I just think soaps like to do scars for a long time, unlike it's Todd Manning and Wife Live. Yeah. Usually they they, they clean it all up as, you know, as soon as they can. I have a feeling by October. That's my prediction by October. Yeah. 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 That. yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just uh, I'll be curious to see how she's going to be able to look Spencer in the face whenever he comes back on canvas. Yeah, that's yeah. what I hate is like if if she does go that route, like poor little Spencer. And speaking of that, too, the last little nugget before we wrap up here is that uh, you know, when Emma comes back, she brings back that little heart that has a diamond in it from Spencer. Yeah. And Anna wants yeah. to go investigate what this diamond is. And it could be one of the Berlin diamonds. Yeah. And that was what I immediately thought. And I was glad they brought that back up. Me too. Because that may Me mean, too. you know, lead them to Nicholas because that that's he had them. So. Oh. I know. Yeah. I, thought the, I, thought the same, I thought the same thing, too. And I was like, ooh, Berlin Diamond. Okay, got it. Okay, tie ends up. Okay, got it. So I'm hoping hoping that leads. Well, I mean, as everybody knows, Homeboy's on another show, so I don't know who Nicholas is going to be if they bring him back, who's the actor. I mean, 
hope they bring him back. The character's needed. Yes, character's yes. Needed. He, he is name-checked at least on a weekly basis, if not a, yeah. at, at some points a daily basis. Yeah, he's almost name-checked yeah. more than Morgan, and I love that. Yeah. As much <laughs> yeah. as I like the character of Morgan, it does get a little annoying how much they mention him, but with Nicholas, it's like, okay, but it's always for a storyline purpose. Yeah, just yeah. To, just to kind of give some resolution to that whole Valentine Nicholas thing. Let's just put a. It, I feel like yeah, we need to put a an ending to that so we can just move past it. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that's all I agree. James Lott Jr. It's our show, kid. It's our show. Look at that. Mm -hmm. We did it again with the with the with the help of the man who started it all. He yes. started this soap block. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna take it with him when <laughs> he goes. Yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Lott Jr. James Lott Jr., we didn't promote you enough at the beginning of the show, but, you know, of course, people want to follow you on the whole social media empire that you've built, forged from the ground up. Where is the best place to yeah. keep track of all the James Lott Jr. happenings? <laughs> you can follow me, of course, and you guys do already, at James Lott Jr. We're all James Lott Jr.'s are sold. It's like sold from Alexis Torres, 890. Or 890, mm -hmm. we're all Alexis are sold. Um Yes, we're sold. We're, I guess Lexus and I are sold a lot. We're sold everywhere. Yeah. And we're all over the place. We're do, all over the place. Do not hesitate to, to tweet at James Lott Jr. that he needs to stick around on the GH report. <laughs> well, let's put him on reoccurring status. Why don't we just yeah. do that? <laughs> yeah, James is on reoccurring. Yes. And we're just on contract. That's right. We'll be the contract players. You'll be yeah. reoccurring. So then we'll, we'll see you every once in a, in a blue moon. You can come in and you can ask people how their flights were. Uh, you know, you... <laughs> I was thinking he'd be more like Wally Curry, but we're just happy to dance here. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I like Wally Curry exactly. Yeah, let's just pop in and yeah, you know, DT subs at once, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Pop in. That's right. Be our Wally Curry, yeah. James Lott Jr. Be your Wally Curry. No one can replace Wally Curry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. true. Nobody can replace Wally Curry. But you guys, I'm, I'm gonna get off the phone. Great show, you guys. I love you guys. I love everybody love in the chat room. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And uh, have a good week, you guys. Hopefully, right. my week will be better. Hopefully, uh, definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna wipe up all the sweat on this table and yes. bottle it. So get ready mm -hmm. for that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Your gift when you come back. Don't melt. That's Don't right. melt. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, James. Right, bye, you guys. You're the best. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, we've done it again. Mm -hmm. We've done it again. You didn't think it was possible uh, that you know we could, the two of us could do a show with James Lott Jr. gone. <laughs> we did. We did it barely. And uh, I think I've lost about 15 pounds of water weight. I know. I'm like, pores. I think we should always do it with the AC out. You know, that's true. That, that, that way we'll be um, soap skinny. That's true. Talk yeah. myself slim. That's yeah. my new book. Get ready to <laughs> buy that. There, <laughs> we're all I'll look at yeah. bookstores there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, thanks for joining us here for the the GH report. Thanks everybody for hopping in the chat. Again, you are a vital part of the show, and we couldn't do it without all your uh, your thoughts, your input. Your, uh, your generous, uh, witty barbs at us. We really yeah. appreciate that. But if you want to continue to talk with us even after the show's over, you can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, give a thumbs up while you're there, too. And uh, if you want to continue the conversation with us individually, even after the show's over, Lucretia, where can they find you? You guys can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the Internet since there is only one. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the, uh, the GH Report. But again, we could not do this show without your support, but we also could not do this without the valuable contribution of somebody who's been with us for the longest time, and that is Alexis Torres. Mm -hmm. She is the best in the business, everybody. Oh, yes, guys. Absolutely. She's the bee's knees, everybody, as you well know. So follow her on social media. Take a look at those great wedding photos of her and Neil Plummer. Oh, jeez. They're the best. There's just one or two. I One or two photos. So, you know, you might be able to find them if you oh, look hard gosh. enough. <laughs> I promise I won't post anymore. No, keep posting. Yeah. Keep okay. posting. Okay. All right, folks. We'll see you back here next week with another fresh episode of the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. I'm sweating. Executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. I'm sweaty. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.